Welcome to the Open Source Podcast. Today, I'm going to bring you part two of the standardized government. And uh, let's dive in. Day after day, night after night, Laura kept watching things and fell in silence of exceeding pain. She never caught again the goblin cry, come by, come by. She never spied the goblin men, walking their fruits along the glen. But when the moon rocked bright, her hair grew thin and gray. She dwindled as the fair full moon doth turn to swift decay and burn her fire away. One day, remembering the colonel's stone, she sat it by a wall to face south, did it with tears, hoped for a root, watched for a waxing shoot that there came none. It never saw the sun, it never felt the trickling moisture run. While with sunk eyes and faded mouth, she dreamed of balance as a traveler sees, false ways and desert trout, with shade of leaf crowned trees, and burns the thirstier in the sandful breeze. She no more swept the house, tended the fowls or cows, such cunning needed cakes of wheat, brought water from the brook, that sat down listless in the chilling nook, and would not eat. Tender Lizzie could not bear to watch her sister's cankers care, yet not to share. She, night and morning, caught the goblin's cry, Come by our orchard fruit, come by, come by. Beside the brook, along the glen, she heard the tramp of goblin men, the yoke and stir, for Laura could not hear. Long to buy fruit to comfort her, that feared to pay too dear. She thought of Jeanie in her grave, who should have been a bride. But who for joy's bride hoped to have, fell sick and died in her day's time, and earliest one to find, when the first glazing rhyme, with the first snowfall of crisp winter time. Till Laura, dwindling, seemed knocking on death's door. Then Lizzie weighed no more, better or worse, but put a silver penny in her purse, kissed Laura, crossed the heath with clumps of furs. At twilight, halted by the brook, and for the first time in her life, began to listen and look. Last ever goblin, when I spied the deeping, came toward the hobbling, flying, running, leaping, puffing and blowing, chuckling, clapping, crowing, clucking and gobbling, mopping and mowing, full of airs and graces, pulling wry faces, mirror grimaces, cat-like and rat-like, rattle and wombat-like, snail-paced and effery, parrot-voiced and whistler, helped to skilk the furry, scurry, chattering like magpipes, fluttering like pigeons, gliding like fishes, hugged her and kissed her, squeezed her and caressed her, stretched up their dishes, panniers and plates, Look at our apples, breath it and dung, bob at our cherries, bite at our pieces, citrons and dates, grapes to the asking, pears red with basking, out of the sun, plums on their twigs, pluck them, suck them, pomegranates, figs. Good folks, Lizzie said, mindful of Jeannie. Give me much and money, held out her apron. Toss them for pennies. Nay, take a seat with us. Honor. And eat with us. Sada answered, grinning. Our feast is but beginning. Night yet is early. Warm and dew pearly. Wakeful and starry. Such fruit as these no man can carry. 
Half their bloom would fly, half their dew would dry, half their flavor would pass by. Sit down and feast with us, be welcome guests with us, cheer you and rest with us. Thank you, said Louis, but one waits at home alone for me. So without further parlaying, if you will not sell me any of your fruit, so much or money, give me back my silver penny, I toss you for a fee. They began to scratch their pace, no longer wagging, purring, but visibly demurring, grunting and snarling. One called her proud, cross-grained and stiff. Their tones lacked love, their looks were evil. Flashing their tails, they trod and hustled her, ebbled and jostled her, clawed at their nails, barking, mewing, hissing, mocking, tore her gown and soiled her stocking, twitched her hair out by the roots, danced upon her tender feet, held her hands and squeezed their fruit against the mouth to make her eat. White and golden was it dead, like a lily in a flood, like a rock with grieving stone lashed by tides of jealousy, like a beacon left alone in a hoary raging sea, sending up a golden fire, like a fruit-crowned orange tree, white with blossoms, honey sweet, sore beset by wasp and bee, like a royal virgin town topped with gilded dome spire, close beleaguered by a fleet, mad to tuck the standard down. One may lead a horse to water, twenty cannot make him drink. The, go- the goblins cuffed and caught her, coaxed and fought her, bullied and besought her, scratched her, pinched her, glassed of ink, kicked and knocked her, mauled and mocked her. Lizzie uttered not a word, would not open lip from lip, lest they should clam a mouthful in. But laughed in heart to feel the drip, a piece that served all her face, and lodged in dimples of her chin, and streaked her neck, which plates like hers. At last, the evil people, worn out by her resistance, flung back her penny, kicked their boots along whichever road they took, not leaving roots or stones or shoots. Some rise into the ground, some dive into the brook with rain and ripple, some scudded on the gale without a sound, some vanished in the distance. In a smart ache, single, Lizzie went her way, knew not was it night or day, sprang up to the bank, tore through the firs, where it caught some dangle, and heard her j- penny jingle, bouncing in her purse. It bounced music to her ear. She ran and ran, as if she feared some goblin man, dogged her with gibe or purse, or something worse. But not one goblin scurried after, nor was she pricked by fear. The kind heart made her windy pace, that urged her home quite out of breath with haste and inward laughter. She cried, Laura, up the garden, did you miss me? Come and kiss me. Never mind my bruises, hug me, kiss me, suck my juices, squeeze some goblin fruits for you. Goblin pulse and goblin dew, eat me, drink me, love me. Laura, make much of me. For your sake I have raised the glen and had to do with goblin merchant men. Laura started from the chair, flung her arms up in the air, clutched her hair. Lizzie, Lizzie, have you tasted for my sake the fruit forbidden? Must your light like mine be hidden, your young life like mine be wasted, undone in mine undoing, and ruined in my ruin, thirsty canker, goblin ridden? She clung about her sister, 
kiss and kiss and kiss her. Tears once again refreshed her shrunken eyes, dropping like rain at the long, sultry desk. Shaking with anguish and fear and pain, she kissed and kissed her with a hungry mouth. Her lips began to scorch. Back juice was wormwood through her tongue. She loathed the sea, writhing as one to fetch deep and sung, rent all her robe and wrung her hands in a lamentable haste, and beat her breast. Her locks dreamed like the torch, borne by a racer at full speed, or like the mane of horses in their flight, or like an eagle when she stems the light, straight towards the sun, or like a cage thing freed, or like a flying flag when armies run. Swift fire spread through her veins, knocked at her heart, left the fire smoldering there, and overboard left the flame. She gored some bitter without a name. Ah, fool to choose such part of soul-consuming care, since foiled in the mortal strife, like the watchtower of a town which an earthquake shattered down, like a lightning-stricken mass, like a wind-uprooted tree spun about, like foam-topped waterspout cast down headlong in the sea. She fell at last. Pleasure passed and anguish passed. Is it death or is it life? Life out of death. Life out of death. That night long Lizzie watched by her, counted her pulse, lightning stir, felt for her breath, held water to her lips, and cooled her face with tears and foreign leaves. But when the first birds tripped about their ease, and early rebirth plotted to the place of golden sheaves, and dew-like grass sprouted in the morning wind so fresh to pass. And new buds with new days opened up cup-like lilies on the stream. Laura awoke as from a dream, laughed in an innocent old way, hugged Lizzie, not twice or thrice, her gleaming locks showed not one thread of gray. Her breath was sweet as May, and light danced in her eyes. Days, weeks, months, years afterwards, when both the wives with children of their own, their mother hearts beset with fears, their lives wound up in tender lives. Laura would call the little ones and tell them of her early time. Those pleasant days long gone, their not returning time, would talk about the haunted glen, the wicked, quaint fruit merchantmen, their fruit like honey to the throat. The poison in the blood, and so not such many counts. Would tell them how her sister stood in deadly peril to do her good, and win the fiery antidote. Then joining hands with a little hand, would bid them cling together. For there is no friend like a sister, in calm or stormy weather, to cheer one on the tedious way, to fetch one if one goes astray. To lift one if one totters down, to strengthen lost one's band. And that was Christina Rosetti's Goblin Market. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, it's a fun one. The, the poem kind of just rolls off the tongue. I like it. I don't think I'm going to have a podcast up next week. I'm not entirely certain what I'm going to be doing, but if you found that out in the comments or there's something up on Twitter, suggestions, I might be able to get something up. If not, 
um, looking to do my first interview in the upcoming weeks and get that up to you shortly after. Thank you for joining me.